This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. Also, we, we didn't talk about that. I can't believe we, you didn't, didn't let me do this. To start the show, mm. I feel like it's like, especially fill-in hosts, guys like, you know, I don't have to come out of the, the gate with a bang every time. That's everyday guy has to do that, right? He's got to thrill you. He's got to come out yeah. with something. I'm I'm backup guy, which means a you're probably turning the the dial. Is, do we don't do we turn it down anymore? Pushing the button, changing yeah. the station, going to something else. As soon as you hear my voice, you're like, ah, it's not the guy I'm thinking it is. Get this guy out of here, right? Goodbye. Um, but we didn't even talk about the weather to open the show. No, we didn't. It was cold this morning. Define cold. Freezing. It snowed. Where? In North Carolina. Where? Somebody had Where? a... Uh, I need to see flakes on the ground. 23 degrees with intermittent snow flurries atop Craggy Gardens, North Carolina this morning. That's the report right there. It snowed. Wait, where? It, Craggy Gardens. It's like at the top of a mountain. Like okay. it's, uh, it's like that. It's not, uh, you know, I don't know. Look up Craggy Gardens. I, I got some weather guy tweeting. It snowed in North Carolina. That's how cold it is. It is cold. What? But basically my point was... You know, we make all the jokes. There's a in between August and October. It's like, are we in second summer? Is this false fall? What's going on here? Whatever phase you thought we were in, we were definitely in full time fall. And ex- in fact, I mean, you're wearing you, you wore your vest. Today. So if, in fact, <laughs> in fact, there is about a one month, maybe even shorter than that, it might be a three week window where it is peak vest. Season, <laughs> yes, baby, because it it's still the sun's still shining. So, like, you get a little warm. You don't want full sleeves exactly. on sleeves. This right? is why I say sleeveless hoodies. That's okay. okay, all right. Yeah, sleeveless hoodie, I guess, is the vest of hoodies. It, right? it is. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to do the look of the sleeveless hoodie. Oh, that's that's just not me. Uh, but no, it is right now. You need to like a vest should get you fifty percent off admission in the state fair. It, it is vest <laughs> season, and you've got to flaunt it right now. A vest, three can goods, you're in. Free. Yes. Um, a thin vest. Like, the, the down vest season extends mm-hmm. a little bit later into winter. Yes. You, you can get away with a down vest mm-hmm. on, like, uh, all right, well, it's going to be in the 40s, but we're only going outside for a little for an hour. We're doing a little Christmas shopping. I'll bring the down vest, right? Yeah. But right now, it's, like, thin vest season. Mm. I'm, I'm loving it. When do you get a fleece vest? Fleece vest. You can do a fleece vest right now if you want. Okay. Um, I I don't have a fleece vest. I've got I've got a thin vest and a thick vest. This one's thin. It's my thin, like sleek looking. Like I may go hunting. I don't know. Probably not. But I could. I could. Might go catch some rabbits. You never know. I could go shoot some rabbits. Maybe in this vest. But uh, but no. The the then I go to life preserver. Down vest after that. So, all right. In North Carolina, we're getting actually a little bit more of a cold snap, I guess you could say. It's, it's, yes, it's freezing. This it's morning. about 10, super cold, 10 to 20 degrees. My wife colder. and I are going to the fair this afternoon, and we we're both like, I don't know, it might be too cold to go. Too, no, <laughs> too cold. Atop, you got to think about it. Atop that Ferris wheel, it's nippy. It's nippy. Although it is a great time. I don't like going to the fair when it's too hot to get the hot apple cider. Yeah. There's the, those apple cider stands. Love those places. I need it to be cold enough to drink some hot apple cider, and I think I will get that tonight. Well, tomorrow I'm actually going to be heading out to Kid Brewer Stadium for App State. Ooh. For Georgia State. Do a little film project thing I've been working on long-term this season. And tomorrow, it's, apparently it feels like 25 it's right gonna now. It's going to be cold. It feels like that's right now. That's where the flakes are coming, man. At 1 o'clock. 
So I'm just wondering what tomorrow is going to feel like out there in Boone. If you're going to get video, you got to be hoping for snow, right? Yeah. It's it's already it's a it's a little bit past I think peak leaf season up there. I think it's I think, think right, right now it is. It? I think okay. we're right in the middle of it right now. But right when it, when it passes, it goes quickly. Like you get that one day of orange. You, you know you get the yellows and reds, but there's a couple that are like orange. Yes, but it's for a day, and then after that, it starts to go to brown pretty you know, pretty quick. So, but yeah, f- high forty six tomorrow, low twenty five tomorrow Good. night. But this is like some wind and stuff too. Good. I might uh I might be bundled up tomorrow, standing on the sidelines. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to bring up something that I saw this weekend, and I might actually take calls on this. Uh, there's something that happened in an NFL locker room. It was after the game. My question for you, Dennis Cox, mm-hmm. have you ever used chewing tobacco of any kind? No. Dip? No. Nope. Chaw? No. Nope. Plug? Snuff? Chew? What kind of su- <laughs> What kind of Southerner are you? No, I've not. You're, aren't you? You're, you're like a, a mountains of uh, Virginia guy. Right? Uh, yeah, it feels like it would be chewing tobacco area. Oh, it definitely is. Uh, well, all right. I'm going to let you hear this. This is Chase Claypool being asked about a big win, and for very good reason, something was on his mind other than the win. Let's hear him describe it. How does it feel to get a win like that? Oh, it feels awesome. Uh, Gunner, come here real quick. He gave me a celebratory dip. It's my first time ever. I can't really with all these lights, but uh, it feels good. All right. If you miss what happened there, I want to describe it to you. He had a celebratory dip. Mm-hmm. The lights were getting to him, and he was calling somebody over. Let me tell you something. I want to see what was on the video after that. And how quickly Chase Claypool took out his dip, okay? Yeah. I'm going to take calls right now. 919-860-5FAN. 919-860-5326. If you are willing to tell me, you don't have to reveal your actual name, either your first or your worst experience (laughs) with chewing tobacco. Oh, boy. Because let me tell you something, Dennis Cox, and we don't need to go through my full resume of bad decisions I've made, but let's just say, generally speaking, I can remember the occasion. I know where I had my first beer. I know where I had my first uh, cigarette. I may not even be able to remember. I remember, like, the one night I smoked six cigarettes or whatever in college and then was like, well, that was stupid. I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. I've had maybe 12 cigarettes in my life, none in the last 25 years. Just never my thing. Just half on one night. (laughs) It was. It was absolutely. I crushed a bunch of cigarettes one night. Basically, not smoked any more since then. I was like 22 at the time. I remember where my first drink took place. I remember where my first cigarette took place. Maybe remember some other firsts as far as things that I put in my body that I wasn't necessarily supposed to. But I don't remember the feeling of when those things went into my body. Like, I don't remember exactly what my body felt like after finishing one beer or after finishing one cigarette or one cigar or one whatever. Any of any of these, fill in whatever. But let me tell you, buddy, I remember the first dip. I wasn't sure if I was going to throw up, diarrhea, pass out, uh fall over at the I mean at the time I had my first dip I had had a couple beers it did not compare I was knocked out knocked off my feet and I did it by myself because I had heard that this is a bad thing like half my friends threw up when they tried to dip the first time so Chase Claypool 
try and dip in front of that many people and attempting to talk? Absolutely not. No way. You want to be away from everybody, put as little as you can in, and you concentrate on keeping that little bit together as much as you can. You do not talk. You do not move. And you hope you don't die. That's what dip feels like the first time. I think we got some callers who might back me up on this. Who are we starting with here? It's going to Mark here in Morrisville. All right, Mark in Morrisville, what you got? Great. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing well, Mark. What's up? So my first and worst and last experience with a dip was, this was back when they did two-a-days in the end of July, August. Okay. I, my friend gave me a dip. I'm from southwestern Virginia myself. There we go. Gave me a dip. I didn't know you, you uh, spit out the juice. Oh. So during fo- two-a-day football practice, I'm sick as a dog, throwing up. Ugh. Once the coach found out what happened, he made me run heels the next day. Oh, my God. Did you ever do it again? Never. That's that, The dump part is like somebody like me who then continued to do it for a while. But you're, you're smarter than I am. I appreciate the call, Mark in Morrisville. Let's go to Chris in Durham. Here, your chewing tobacco experience. Chris in Durham. What's up? Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So my first experience, I was probably 14. I was on the school bus. Yes. Senior in high school. Yes. And so it was Copenhagen mm. Wintergreen. Apparently like the, the strongest one you can get. So anyway, I throw it in. We're riding down the road in the school bus and we hit a bump and I swallowed it. Oh! And so no. I just immediately, I'm, I'm like super sick, and I start projectile vomiting <laughs> all over the bus. They pull the bus over. I'm throwing up off the bus, and the bus driver's like, oh, my God, sweetie, are you okay? And I was like, bad lunch, bad lunch. <laughs> whole time, the whole place smells like wintergreen tobacco. Don't know how it wasn't smelled at all, but, um, yeah, never again. 14 years old, that was enough for me to know, like, nope. Not doing this. Fantastic. I, I want to ask more details, but we got more callers, so I'm going to keep it moving. Phil and Rob. I knew we'd get calls on this. I knew this would hit with the people of North Carolina. Phil and Raleigh, uh, you're on the Adam Gold Show. Tell us your first dip experience. All right, so I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina. I didn't really – I didn't drink in high school, didn't didn't try tobacco. Got to, got to college here in Raleigh, and it was uh, Halloween night, and we went to Franklin Street. At uh, in Chapel Hill, okay. so we had been I like it pre-gaming, you know, beforehand, uh, and then we go out on the Franklin Street, and there's a couple of my friends that went to some various colleges, Greensboro, Chapel Hill. We're all kind of hanging out and dressed up, and yeah, it's probably ten thirty or eleven. So we're you know we're probably six, seven Chardonnays deep sure. into the evening, sure. and uh, and one of my buddies for, with the UNC Greensboro pulls out a can, and I, you know. You know, when you your decision making is not the best after you've been drinking, right? One hundred percent. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'll try that. I've never tried it before. Let me tell you Ooh. what. I put this this in, and about six or seven minutes, we were walking down the very slow motion, <laughs> and I had to stop, and I laid down on the street for or the sidewalk for fifteen or twenty minutes. Uh, I couldn't feel my arms. I couldn't feel my legs. <laughs> I, mean, I could not move. And I, this is after I had taken it out, and that lasted. And then that was a wrap. I mean, I was ready to. I was done with the evening. I couldn't. I could not have fun. And then I, yeah, I, 
I'm either I just don't have the genetic makeup uh, to handle that. I guess it, I'm telling. It is one of those things where like the first one feels like it, you are you you'd rather die, and then like the second, third, and fourth, it, it gets significantly it, not as bad. I I was laying there with my eyes closed, and the world is spinning. <laughs> And like I'm like I, if you told me to lift my leg up, I'm like I, I can't feel the leg. I can't lift it up. It, it was it was wild, and it was Copenhagen, of course. You guys were starting with Copenhagen too, like the fine stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. I love these guys are coming from the mountains of North Carolina, from Southwest Virginia. These are my people. This is Dip Country. All right, we're gonna take more of these calls. Your first chewing tobacco or dip experience. I'm getting texts from uh, my friends from high school who are a. Uh, yeah, loving these uh, memories, but also be probably getting sick to their stomach listening to them, as I am. These are exactly what I want. Big Chief. The best. She's small. I suppose you don't even know who the babe is either. <laughs> <laughs> it's plug. What? Chewing tobacco? Tobacco, man. What do you do with it? You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, apparently Chase Claypool never saw that scene because he tried dip for the first time in a crowded locker room when he had to talk. One thing that I want you to take away from all these people calling in and sharing their stories is like, do not be distracted. You know, they were riding a bus. They had already been drinking. Yeah. You know, Chase Claypool was trying to talk to other people. Between two days of football. Yeah, while playing football. Look, I, I, again, I went in a room by myself I was like, if I'm going to throw up doing this, I don't want anybody else to know about it, and I can just never do it again, and I'll just never admit it, right? Uh, but yes, first dip or chewing tobacco experiences, we're taking those calls, 860-919-860-5326. The calls have not disappointed. Let's keep them going with Ken and Raleigh. Ken, what's going on, man? Ken, you there? Let's try Will and Oh, no, we got Ken? Yeah, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, Ken? So, I'm a Marine. Okay. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because the stories, they're not my first dip experience, but a great dip experience. Okay, we'll take it. So, so we hook into, uh, you know what spy, spy rigging is when they put a rope down on the ground, you lock into it they, for quick extraction and insertion, and the helicopter picks you up and just jerks you off the ground. Okay. Well, I was locked in. Helicopter pilot determines how quickly you're lifted up or not, so they... They, I had about a half a can of Copenhagen in my mouth, and I got a squad of Marines beneath, beneath me in, on the rig. And when they jerk it up, I swallow the dip. Oh. I mean, it's like, so needless to say, throw up ensues. You're up in the air. You're flying about, I don't know how, how fast you're going in the air, but it's hitting the guys below. The, the cool thing about it is we still get that unit. We still get together every year for reunion. And it's still the dang story everybody talks about. That's fantastic. All right, hold on. To clarify here, so you are, first of all, you, you're standing on the ground, and the helicopter takes off, and, and you're just attached to it. Like, you just take off, right? Yeah, there's a rope underneath it, and you hook into it. And that way it just picks up the rope, and you're all hanging right above each other. Gotcha. But beneath each other. So are you holding on to the helicopter? No, we're holding on to the rope that's attached to the helicopter. Gotcha, gotcha. And, then, and how many dudes are down there on that rope? About eight. And, and and are you the top guy? I was like the second one, third one down. <laughs> Unbelievable, and, man. And, I mean, it's like just splatters. You know, just, you can imagine. It's oh, just, it was carnage it, before there was carnage. Was there, like, did anybody throw up because you started throwing no, up? Okay, well, that's, no, no, but but I, I, I've had to buy a lot of bourbon. Oh, I was going uh, so, to say, so. and what did you do to make it up to him? 
Oh, yeah, we we buy bourbon. I mean, that's what brings. We drink beer and smoke cigars and chew tobacco. Uh, that's unbelievable. Ken and Riley, fantastic story. And also, of course, thank you so much for your service. We appreciate it and appreciate you sharing that story. Can't wait till you're back with your boys again and tell them that you got to share that story on the radio, Ken. Thank you, man. Um, it, so, uh, Dennis Cox, you told me uh, – Dennis is getting on the phone now. The, it, was, it was the thing – it jumped out at me when I heard Chase Claypool say, this is my first dip. And you could almost – He's like calls for the other guy to come over there, and you're like, it's you're not really sure if he is he trying to get out of talking? Is he trying to like get away by bringing someone in there? I don't know. It was a, you could see in his face that he wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, we got Will in Smithfield with a first dip experience. Will, what's going on, man? Hi, I believe uh, you have the wrong person. I'm actually Logan. My bad. Uh, from Wake Forest. That's all right. We'll take your story, Logan. All right. Um, well, this is a, kind of a, a good story, I guess you could say. Um, I was around 12 years old. You know, I was with a group of my dad's buddies, and um, we're out raccoon hunting. And I remember um, one of my dad's buddies, Nick, he said, would you like to try some, some chew? And I was like, yeah, let's try it. And um, I put it in. And I tell you, it, it was it was like a whole experience. I didn't, you know how most people, it's like they don't like it. I actually enjoyed it and liked it. All right. Well, uh, do you, so did it become a habit for you? Actually, yes. Uh, I got addicted to nicotine and then, so that's a bad thing. But yep. at least it's a, a good alternative. They make this uh, stuff called Zen. Not trying to advertise or nothing, but Zen. If you're trying to come off vape or you're trying to come off smoking cigarettes, it's a very good, safe alternative. I believe it's uh, approved by the FDA and, and does not yellow your teeth. Uh, Zen pouches—they're really awesome for people trying to get off of uh, smoking and stuff, and for athletes as well. It's, it's an awesome product. All right, pre- Logan, appreciate the call. And uh, so, a little different direction on the first uh, tobacco speaks. Are we sure that guy wasn't just the Chulis gum? Yeah, Chulis gum. <laughs> so, so said, are we sure he didn't just come stumping for Zen? Did you, no, it sounded like he was sincere. That, that's your lung. It, sta- <laughs> oh, it sounded like he was sincere. If anybody knows the Chulis gum reference, yes. you're, you're enjoying it. Uh, if not, I did want to be clear, and having all those stories, I think I said it at one point, I mean, most of those stories could have served as a PSA for why not to do chewing tobacco. So sure. I'm certainly not glorifying it. I am reminiscing a little bit and talking about stupid things I did that I thought were cool when I was like 17 or 18. But like if you if you have a kid who think might be wanting to try it, like go play in the clip of uh, of our man the Marine mm-hmm. uh, or of our guy that uh, had to lie down in the middle of Halloween and Franklin Street because yeah. he tried a little bit. Uh, or but but again the the the, kid I, in the back of the bus the back of the bus <laughs> who swallowed it oh my god oh. Agree. and uh so n- now like if you have had that feeling whether or not it was your last time or you went on to dip some more if you've had that first one like when other people are describing their first time experience you're like i know exactly what you're talking about man it was it was like nothing else it was as if dip was the most powerful drug that could there could possibly be it just in minutes of that thing hitting your lip, you feel wrong. And the only thing about the uh, the Sandlot clip, mm-hmm. it's probably like over the top. They didn't need to go on the tilt the whirl no. to start throwing up. Like if, if if anything you've heard described, like you just need chew's a little bit different too. Chew doesn't quite hit you the same way. 
It's like, dude, I mean, these guys doing Copenhagen their first time. Mm. Like, good luck to you. Um, go go with something a little. Go with the the Kodiak or the, you know the Grizzly or something maybe. <laughs> something a little. Uh, you know, let's do a pouch. <laughs> less five a pa- pouches. Yes, absolutely. Less five. And again, this is not the Adam Gold Show or me. Hey, Spermar condoning uh, tobacco use. In fact, if anything. This has been a PSA for why not to. <laughs> Don't do this. Um, but it was fun to see Chase Claypool pull it out for the first time. And that's all I could think about was, oh, my God, that's his first time doing this. This could end badly with him, like, throwing up on reporters. Yeah. And I'm glad that it didn't. But, all right, before we get to halftime entertainment, I just want to give a, a brief little aside. It gets very dangerous when we try and talk politics in sports. Correct, Dennis? Yeah. So I'm going to try and keep this as general as possible. But I just find it funny where we're about we're in an election season, right? Early voting has yeah. started in some places, uh, but we are full on. If you didn't know, then you haven't been watching sports because right now, even on the streaming shows where they know you don't watch the ads, they'll try and put like a five-second, you know, just this person's candidate's name, and th- this is why they're a bad person, right? Like you're yeah. seeing them all over the place. You're hearing them on the radio. You're seeing them uh, in your mail. You're seeing them on TV. If you didn't know that we were in election season, then you must not get any forms of media because it's all over, right? But the thing that I find interesting, and if I could give, I think sports writers sometimes get a bad rap because it's like, oh, you're just covering sports. It doesn't matter, right? And for the most part, I think that's kind of true. Like sports doesn't matter as much as the other things. But that doesn't mean the people writing about them aren't extremely talented writers. Or a lot of times you'll hear, <clears throat> I've heard from TV people, you know, when they when we have these hurricanes, and it's all hands on deck, and and you know you sometimes you'll have your sports reporter will be sitting down there in Benson to see what the conditions are. Right? They say sometimes the sports people are the best at adapting because they're used to talking about live stuff. Right? They're used to about yeah. to go on air, not knowing the results of the game, having to hear the result. You know, halfway through their their uh, broadcast, and then change direction and and talk intelligently about the results of the game that they weren't even watching. Right? So. Uh, so I think that sports writers sometimes get a bad rap, as, you know, as if they're not very good. Their subject might not be as important, but that doesn't mean they aren't extremely talented in a lot of times, right? One thing that I think political writers could take a note from, all I see in today's world, and this has been true for several election cycles, is polls. It's all people write about you wake up yeah and i'm not trying to say one side or the other because it switches that's the other thing right like somebody's up in the polls somebody's down in the polls somebody's up and so instead of writing about what candidates are doing here's what the candidates did yesterday here's what they said today here's the things that they're clearly emphasizing because they said them in the debate or they're saying them on the campaign trail it's almost like the only thing that they're writing about is oh well the Polls are looking better for the Democrats right now, or polls are looking better for the Republicans. And it, to make a sports point, it would be as if West Durham and somebody else calling a game with West Durham. Roddy Jones. If Roddy Jones, yep. if on the opening play, they had a kickoff and the guy ran it back for a touchdown, but instead of them saying, oh, it's a great block, there he goes, it's a move, like they would, the kickoff would go, and as he's running back, the win probability for the receiving team is uh, now five points higher. And now it's eight <laughs> points higher. And now it's 12 points higher. Yeah. And, like, he wouldn't even tell you what's actually happening or what, you know, it, it's as if the win probability, which, again, we all know, like, matters. It's always cool to look at, oh, this team's win probability was, you know, 
one percent with 30 seconds left to go in the game they, and everything you know they flipped it and they won like we love looking at those things in retrospect but nobody would want during the course of the game and even worse before the game starts like if uh you know if, if you're hearing lineup adjustments or whatever instead of telling you how a team's going to adjust to their running back being out what if west was just like uh, all right, we've got an injury report, and it has swayed the win probability in the favor of the home team by three percentage points. Like, well, what, 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 how about tell me what happened? Tell me who's out, and tell me why they're thin at that position, or who's mm-hmm. like filling them in, right? Tell so, me why it's important. Yes. So my advice to I, I feel like maybe we should get together and team up and make a video on this. Let's do of it. Of like, I feel like it, it's it's as if they only want to talk about the win probability and not actually tell you what's going on in a game. And no, it would be laughable if you tried that for a sports broadcast. And yet somehow in politics, if you turn on right now, they'll mostly be talking about where the polls are now, who's moved up, who's, you know, it's it's, it's a little bit similar to when we talk about draft time. Mm-hmm. That's where sports people sort of get into this stupidness of uh, of talking about, they, they talk about draft stock. This guy's draft stock has gone up or it's plummeted. I'm like, no, the draft stock has it. I mean, the draft happens one time, and where you are, get drafted, that's where you get drafted, right? Mm-hmm. Like all this moving and all this other stuff could, could be smoke screens from teams, from agents, from other teams, from teams trying to trade. So, like, nobody ever moves. You don't get drafted second, and then we redo the draft a week later, and like, oh, now you got drafted sixth. You fell, right? No, you got drafted one time. <laughs> At the end of the election, Somebody will win. We'll have a vote. We'll have a winner. We'll have a loser. And then we can talk about, you know, how that looked compared to what the projected results were, right? That's a fair assessment to look at. Why were things different? Yeah. But as we're going off this last month, I just can't stand that everything will be about what's the win probability look like today instead of telling me what did the players on the field do today? Tell me that. It's time to eat some orange slices because we're 90 minutes into the show. We got 90 minutes left. It's halftime. Entertainment. All right, uh, real quick information NFL-wise here. The Washington Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz had to undergo surgery on a fractured ring finger on his throwing hand. Injury he suffered the other day. Uh, now, when their game against Green Bay for the Commanders, Taylor Heineke is going to start, and Sam Howell is going to back up. Ron Rivera loves him some Taylor Heineke. He does. And to be fair, I feel like Taylor Heineke... Always does a little bit better than expectations. Well, it's, that's not hard to do when you have zero expectations. Well, and, but oh, yeah, ultimately, it's a reminder of like this guy is a backup quarterback, right? Yeah. But like he's not a starter, and you never will be. And also, like, why you're the Commanders? The Eagles are running away with the division. Yeah, you're probably going to finish last in the division regardless. Yeah, why not find out what you can get out of Sam? Howell? Sure. Like Taylor Heineke, you know what Taylor Heineke is. Mm-hmm. He is a maybe he's a not just a backup. Maybe he's a good backup. Maybe he's a really good backup. Yeah. But he ain't a starter, and we know it. Why not see what you got in Sam Howell? I'm with you. Although maybe it's not fair to Sam Howell to make him play with this uh, commander's team. Also, I feel bad for Ron Rivera. He's definitely – we always, he had a little bit of football guy in him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And some of that, what, yeah, I, thought he, I think he related well to players. I think he had a good heart. I think he was decently smart about leaning on other people in areas where he was deficient. But sometimes he would just say dumb things. And when he said, uh, when somebody asked him, what's the difference between your team and these other teams? And he said, quarterback. Yeah. I mean, there was no 
wiggling your way out of that one. You you basically just blamed your quarterback and said he stinks. And some of those teams they were talking about were playing with their backup quarterbacks, right? Like Dallas was winning games with their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And your answer was they have better quarterbacks than we do? Oh. Yeah, and like Daniel Jones is also included like in that. <laughs> Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush are head and shoulders above Carson Wentz? Yeah. I'm sorry you had to hear that from you, Ron Rivera. And I don't think Ron Rivera necessarily meant it that way. Yeah, it's how it came across. But because yeah. as you look at a few years ago, Alex Smith had the leg injury. So, okay, then they were playing, trying to figure out, scramble, figure out who it was. So they had Ryan Fitzpatrick to start, I think, last year. Sure. And then he gets hurt game one, done for the year. Then Kyle Allen gets hurt, so they had to go with Taylor Heineke yeah, for a stretch. Been. So I can get it. It's like, well, yeah, we never had continuity at the position. Yeah. But it came across, it's like, yeah, our guys stink. Yeah. They um it is interesting how bad their luck has been at quarterback. Uh the, the other thing about the Washington franchise, I don't know how all the Daniel Snyder stuff's gonna end. Mm-hmm. It's tough to make a dude sell their team if they don't want to. Um NFL owners don't want to be in that position. But uh I felt like Washington had one of the most loyal fan bases. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who have now gone to, when Snyder's gone, may, maybe I'll try again. Yeah. Um, and They're at pure apathy. Yeah. And there's no reason. I I, I don't have a lot to give them hope. I mean, it's, it, it's one thing you can tell who's, like, true to their principles or not. If all of a sudden the team's awesome and, and they still hate Dan Snyder, well, are you really, really tuning out? But when they're terrible – and Dan Snyder's still the owner. Pretty easy to not remain a loyal fan of the Washington Commanders. All right, a couple things I want to hit on here real quick. I know, I know you gave me something. Uh, from, Go with your stuff. From, from Boston University. Go with your stuff. Uh, for We're getting a sequel Two? to the movie Twister. That's right, the 1996 cult classic. We're getting a sequel. Production starts spring 2023. Not sure if Helen Hunt will be part of it. R.I.P. Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman, by the way. But my biggest question is, will we receive the return of Carrie... I always, Yules? I don't know, Elvis? Elvis? I don't know how to yeah, say it. From Princess Bride and um, Robin Hood Men in Tights fame, Carrie Elvis. And he played Dr. Jonas Miller. He played Dr. Jonas Miller in the original. Do we get him back? First of all, Bill Paxton's dead? Yeah. I knew Philip Seymour Hoffman. When did Bill Paxton die? Like five years ago. Are you sure? Yes. Hold like on. 2017. I don't believe you. Okay, time look it time up. out. We're checking look this it out. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go take the he tape. He wasn't even that old. Go check the tape. I know. Dang, that was, he died in 2017. Told you. Did you know that? I did. I just told you. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't he know? Just, I just told you. Man. Yeah, so RP. But yeah, we're getting a, a sequel to Twister. Because that's something we all been wanting. Um, I, I got a confession. I never saw the original Twister. Like it was like I knew it, it existed, and it's you know, you saw the pictures, and you know, there's the cow going through the tornado, yeah. and like Helen Hunt, and they and they had the cool like truck or whatever. Yeah. So like I feel like I've seen scenes, but I don't think I've ever sat and watched Twister. Well, you should go check it out. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Uh, Speaking of sequels. This is all we do now. Yeah. Sequels and prequels. That's it. That's all it is. We get a sequel. We got a teaser trailer to A Christmas Story Christmas. That's right. This is a sequel to A Christmas Story that has grown up Ralphie, and it's set in the 1970s. That's right. Streams on HBO Max starting November 17th, by the way. I'm sure we're all we're probably going to get all the original stuff in there, like we're going to get the leg lamp. I'm sure we're going to get uh, Fragile yeah. in there. 
But I'm, obviously, we need to see the Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. Yeah. We have to have that. And I triple dog dare all of you to watch it. Um, it's so. This is what's tough about um, when you do the sequel or the whatever. Yeah. The like, not not the planned sequel, but like the sequel that we're obviously only doing for the nostalgia bit, right? Sure. Or even like you know when the what was the. I forget the names of the Star Wars movies, but the first of the Phantom Menace. The no, but the next wave. What was the first one? There was that, like an actual good one. A New Hope. We we got no no no. We got Force the, Awakens. BB-8. Oh yeah, Force Awakens. Yes, yes, right. You're forced to either because you know what people are coming to see. Mm-hmm. You got to either give them just go total nostalgia fest. We talked about this before. We're like, I feel yeah. like Kevin Smith gets gets this right, where he's like, look, Clerks two and Clerks three. They're not going to be great movies, but they're going to be nostalgic and hopefully good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like you know going in that this isn't going to be great, right? Stranger Things, an example of something that's like original, yeah. played to nostalgia in some ways, but was like totally original and super cool, right? Yes. When it's tied so closely to a franchise that already exists like this, you're just going to be forced to get nostalgic stuff and so the bar that i'm see the ceiling is just a little bit lower right you can hope it'll be nostalgic and good but there's no way it's gonna be great yeah right um is scud farkas coming back and is crummy i don't don't know crummy little toady grover deal did you watch the teaser trailer did it drop today well it's just a simple teaser trailer i said there's no full trailer out yet but just a simple teaser it's basically like hey trailer's coming because this is also something we do now we have to tease the trailer, which tra- the trailer is the tease to the movie, so we have to tease the tease so that we can tease the movie. A trailer for the trailer. That's, that's what it is. That's, that's what it's what come it to. It, that's um, where we are. But I will days. say, this is one, a lot of stuff like this, fluff nostalgia stuff, is easy for me to dismiss. Mm-hmm. This one I may have to like take a look at. Yeah, I'm curious how they're gonna, how this one's going to play out. Yeah, we'll see. All right, a couple other things. We actually have, speaking of trailers, we have the first trailer out now for Rocky 9, a.k.a. Creed 3. Uh, that was actually released today. Uh, Jonathan Majors is actually going to co-star him in the film. I don't know who that is. That is he like a, me. Is he a superhero? Is he in a superhero movie or anything? He, speaking of which, <laughs> that's actually, which one? he plays Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, I think I know, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't he know. He was also in the... Um, the Heart of They Fall, the Netflix movie. Okay. He's also in The Heart of They Fall, which uh, is fantastic, by the way. Rocky's one of those where, like, the the Creed thing sort of reinvigorated the franchise there, right? For sure. Like, it it, it was kind of like people weren't going to buy a new, another Rocky sequel. But when they pivoted mm-hmm. and started making it Creed-based, then uh, people were going for it. I, I, I haven't seen any of those. I heard the first Creed was great. I don't remember second hearing one much was, about the second, second one. Second one was okay. But I really enjoyed the first one a lot. Second one was okay. But I think the third... The third one, I don't know if he's if it's going to even feature Sylvester Stallone or not. I don't I mean, even know if he's going to be in it. Rocky is one of those where, like, will, will it be like James Bond where they just create a new Rocky and just make him 30 again? And, you know, like, it doesn't matter that it doesn't line up and it's not the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like, James Bond, they throw him out there and he's got some parts of his biography are, like, maintained throughout the time. But, like, they just totally forget the fact that James Bond, the person existed in 1950 or 60, and now he exists today, and yeah. it's a different person, whoever. Like, will the future Rockies, will they just say, 
oh, it, this is Rocky again. And now he's 30 and, and things just are happening differently. Yeah, it's, just, it's like Batman. It's or, like, just, exactly, <laughs> Batman and other things. Or will it be like, well, they just keep going down generations. Like, it's Rocky and then it's Creed, his son. And then the next one will be Rocky's grandson. Might be. For like and his, it's Creed. It's Creed's son training Rocky's right. grandson. Yeah. Hey, your grandfather taught me this. Here you, you are. Throw, throw, throw a female fighter in there? Does, yeah. Did Rocky ever have a daughter? Well, no, but, but, Creed, son. but yeah. Creed's son, this case Adonis Creed, has a daughter. Okay, there so we go. there we go. So we can make her. We just so, keep going down the generations. Yeah, exactly. But she has to be a Southpaw, though. That's the <laughs> one caveat. All right, all final. The, all these lefties <laughs> in the family. Final thing here. You sent this to me. Boston University researchers claim they've developed a new, more lethal COVID strain in the lab. Why? Why would you what? do this? I've what seen Planet of the Apes. Why are we doing this? The research, it says, was conducted by a team of scientists from Florida and Boston. They extracted the spike protein from Omicron. I'm still trying to find out why. Why do we yes. do this? Political it, reporter, where are you? Why? Is it, isn't this how it all happened in the first place? Or, or maybe not. Maybe no, it's a, no, no, no. a conspiracy theory. I, I feel like we've gone back and forth. I need to go read up on that. I, I'm not trying to, political reporter. I'm not trying to promote conspiracy theories, but I do think that, that we still are trying to figure out the exact cause of coronavirus. I, I better be careful. I don't want to spread misinformation. Yeah, I no, don't. But yeah. I just feel like we, we're still looking for that one. But like... I, I'm sure the doctors would have good answers like, oh, well, we're creating it so that we can figure out how to treat it in case it ever came. Like, well, maybe it would never come if you didn't create it. Yeah. Let's just get rid of the COVID, not more COVID. Like I said, I've seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I know how this ends. This is the Adam Gold Show.